This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora, my name's Rex Lovegrove. And welcome to Colours of the Heart, looking at life's challenges from a place of presence and compassion. Imagine there's no heaven. again welcome forward to colors of the heart and you're with rex lovegrove and again the kudos to access radio taranaki and of course kiwi bike love you guys love you guys and cal's back in the house and wow <laughs> thank you for joining us again cal um you're one of my favorite people to interview and i am biased but it's but i'm allowed to be i'm allowed to i'll be. take it <laughs> <laughs> Here. It's good to have a good chat. Yeah. Well, um, we talked about circles, and I know circles is a big part of uh, the the magician's way uh, in relation to natural success, creating the world or the life you prefer to experience. And so, could you talk about the power of circles, please, and how they fit into the training and your life, my life? Yeah, it sounds a bit weird, like we talk about a shape <laughs> as something that that is important to us. But, you know, a circle is we, – we use circles and we do what we call circle work. But um, how we use it is is we use uh, definition in a in a positive way rather than in a, in a way that it creates our perceptions, you know, because we have definition ultimately, you know, when we define something as something uh, as anything, it creates a, a, a perception of how things are. So it, it's, I think if we're going to talk about circle work, we have to kind of frame it up of going, okay, we use it in a positive way. Um, but, you know, when we, we use definition in a positive way, whereas definition can be, it, it is actually designed to separate you. It's, when we define something, it separates us from it. It's, it divides us. And, um, we use definition. I mean, if, if you define something as like we were talking about in the last episode, we're talking about good and bad things that are good and bad, when we define something as good and we define something as bad, we actually close ourselves off to every other perception of, of what those things could be. And, you know, in our work we spend a lot of time looking at what our perceptions are and what other perceptions could possibly be true, and there's always a million different perceptions of the one situation that can always be true in a moment. But in our in our work, we we understand that we understand that when we define something, we can have it. We'll have the experience of that. So if I define something as bad, then I actually have that experience of something being bad. If I define it as good, I'll have the experience of it being good. And um, you know, in our beliefs that 
that works against us, you know, when we have beliefs, when we define something, it creates a belief that it's good or bad. We, def- You know, what, what's the belief there that goes with that, that definition? And then that creates our reality because we just go along with it. But when we use definition, how we use definition in a positive way is by using circles. We define a space as something and then we get to have the experience of that. So we can, we can step in out into our divinity by just defining the, a circle as us in our greatness and stepping into it and experiencing ourselves in our greatness or stepping in, uh, into a circle of anything. It's so, it's so flexible. It's such a, a beautiful tool that we use to see the truth, like to see uh, what's going on in our current reality and and then, you know, see the truth of where it is that we want to go or or see where I what's going what's really going on in a in a relationship or a moment that we're triggered we can use definition and you know define a circle as the problem and step into it and get get information about it receive intuitive information if we're suspending our perception of what it is you have to be able to perspective uh, suspend, you know, your perception of, of you know, going to what we call innocence and let go of what we think we know about the problem and step into a circle and receive information about that problem that we haven't already seen. So um, I don't know if I explained that very well, but that's that's how we we use it. Uh, circles in a in a way, it's a you know, circles have always been seen as a magical thing in the world. You you always seen that circle of mushrooms when you were a kid was like that's that's a, a magic thing um and it's always been related circles have always been related to magic through all time so it's um we that's how we use it in in the world of magic as such is that we can we can get information by defining something and have an experience of it does that make sense? <laughs> well, well, it, it definitely makes sense. And if you, and if you don't mind, I'll just give an example of what I do. Is I, I visualise a, a circle uh, um, on the ground, and then and it could be related to me feeling frustrated. It could be related to me feeling, you know, what I would call fucking fucking ma, which annoyed with my circumstances. And I step into that, and I start relaying my patterns, but I do it in a way of presence. <laughs> Yeah. I do it in a way yeah. of presence. I'm not trying to tell myself off or beat myself up over something that I perceive to be wrong, whatever the fuck that means. And then I just give it, lean into the dragon, you see, lean into the dragon, and I just take some of the tension out, and I go, oh, okay, so I've been operating from this place, and will this give me what I desire, what I what I prefer to experience? And, and lovingly shake it off, say, mm. kia ora, and then I create yeah. create another circle and step into that, and I start um, expressing my appreciation, <laughs> my appreciation, and acknowledging the skills that are innately unique to me, and building on that, and make new choices, make new choices, and then um, um, add the red tincture, which is taking that action, <laughs> taking that yeah. action, and that's how Take- I do it. Yeah. Yeah, and we use, you can use it, we can use circle work for absolutely anything, but it is, it's a powerful tool and it's a very, very simple tool. Yeah. And if it, if you, 
if, if you let go, if you're able to just let go of what you think you know about anything and the assumption is if you're stepping into your genius or you're stepping into your creator, if you're stepping into your higher self, like, well, that's what we, we use it for ultimately to refocus on what it is that we want to create. We're not trying to fix things. We're just getting information. And, and when you get that information and you can refocus and you, you can use the circle to define yourself as the sole being that you are, to define yourself as connected to everything, the assumption is as soon as I step into this circle, I'm going to be connected to everything and then I have access to all that information. Yeah. Yes. So you're, you're talking about premises. Is that correct? Well, yeah, it's a premise. It's, yeah. you know, it's assumption of the way, of the way things work. And when you apply the premise, it doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be true. When you apply a premise, it works, you know, or it doesn't, you know, <laughs> and we, we've practiced this for a long time and we know it works. So we use it. It's, it's a very, very simple tool to get information at any point in time. So why wouldn't you use it? And that's what I love. Like I was saying before, I love about alchemy is it's immediate. You don't have to go to a course to then figure out what the problem was and the rest of it. We can just have that experience. Um, and we assume that we know rather – we assume that we can have access to information and let go of, you know, whatever we're attached to that's holding us back or, or causing us problems or, or, you know, giving us resistance or discomfort or whatever in our lives. Mm, yeah. I agree. One of the one of the um, profound experiences, and there were many, but one of what stands out for me is when you when when I did a a, a, a reading or got read, and there was a circle placed around me in a physical circle, and then stepping into that, how accurate that information was. But what was really profound when I was reading was just I was just making it up. It was like I was just making it up, and it made no sense because. From my perspective, prior to doing um, natural success, it was it was always about you know you'd be still and the and the voices and the images would come to you and you're waiting for all this these signals before you actually launch into it, but not not in this mahi you just make it up make it up, and having that agreement with somebody to be of service in the circle in the circle work was such a profound such a profound. Uh, 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 experience beyond anything I had experienced prior to actually have a physical, emotional, um, um, a whole body experience of something that was so profound through making it up as we did when we were children, huh? That innocence. That, yeah, that innocence. yeah, that's, that's the power of imagination, isn't it? And we, we, we don't give it credit, like, we don't give it appreciation. <laughs> Uh, you know, when we're kids, we're so imaginative and we're so easily go into those realms of making stuff up. But as we get older, it's just like it, it, we cut it out. We, t we turn it into this thing where we're, we're not, we don't allow ourselves to make stuff up because we need to know. We need to know how the world is and we need to fit in with that so we can be safe. But that's our ego's job is to, to define it, define the world and, and make sure that, that we're safe. But what that does is it just separates us. It just it separates us from that beautiful uh, ability to just make stuff up and follow through with that and, and really, you know, you think of all the 
the amazing creators out there in in the world that we've had experiences with and we, we see people creating amazing things, they just made it up. They didn't go outside of themselves to find that. They didn't go outside of themselves to, to get reference for what to do. They made it up. They put it together themselves. They used their imagination and they made those connections for themselves. And that's what makes it genius, you know, and, and it's not – it's not specific to those people. That's what I learned in doing this work. It's not specific to those people. Everyone has the ability to, to tap into their imagination. Everyone has the ability to make stuff up. It's just whether they allow themselves to go there and go with what they're receiving or what it is that, you know, it might seem a little bit mad sometimes. And I think of the geniuses out there that have, done, have had crazy inventions and, you know, they have looked a little bit mad. So, you know, you've got to be willing to get, to be a little bit out there, to, to let yourself be vulnerable to what's coming to you. To, to really tap into your own genius, but it isn't it isn't specific to anyone. It's just everyone has this ability to be creative. Beautiful. And beautiful. to have their own to bring their own creativity to the world. The world needs it, Rex. It does, it does. So once again, if someone was interested in viewing the Mahi, viewing the work, viewing natural success, where would they go? Cal? Ah yes, you can go to naturalsuccess.com and, and there's some <clears throat> There's some courses there. The, the base course, Create Your Destiny, as we talked about last week, is happening in March this year. Uh, if you're interested in coming, absolutely get on board. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Once again, thank you. Thank you. And Fano, Fano, you have you have been told. You are sincerely, you are sincerely cared for. Kia <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.
Kia ora Once again, welcome, welcome, welcome to Colours of the Heart. And again, Cal's in the house. Cal's rocking and rolling as far as I'm concerned. And we were we were talking about relationships. And when we first started our interviews, you know, there was uh, there was some nervous tension that you know I must own. Um, and in doing so, we've built we've built sort of some rhythm, if you like. We've built um, um, what I call whakawhanaunga tanga, that trust and rapport. And it's it's like two mates just getting together and having a chat now. And it just feels so natural and authentic. And Cal's nodding her head, so... Yeah. <laughs> Cal's nodding her head. <laughs> and so we're leading into relationships. And um, and so can you talk into relationships, please, Cal? I could talk for days about relationships. <laughs> But they are really quite simple. That's the thing. Like uh, relationships are, you know, there's there's nowhere more evident than in our relationships what are our dysfunctional or our egoic orientation. Um, and like we talked about before, our relationship to ourselves is the most important relationship, you know, understanding ourselves and understanding that we're complete and whole. Um but most people, and and this this is a structural thing. It's it's not you know it's just a structural thing about being human. Is that we believe that we're not whole, and we need to seek that wholeness outside of ourselves. And we go into relationships looking for that validation from other people. And relationships are pretty much, you know, the unconscious demands is, is a lot of our relationships are us putting unconscious demands on others. And it's, it, it comes from, a, you know, we, our formative relationships with our parents, with our mother and father, and, and we have an idea of what relationships are because of those relationships that we had with our parents. And then we go out into the world we grow up and we go out into the world and we we throw those perceptions and those assumptions and agendas of what we need or what we think that we need from outside of ourselves onto everyone else around us. And consequently, that creates a whole lot of conflict and tension and, and um, misery, I'm going to say, <laughs> in, in, in life, in our lives, because we're... we're we go into relationships just paying attention to what it is that we want from someone else and how that's not being met, how that person is not being, is not meeting our unconscious demands. So, uh, and it, it's, it, it's what creates conflict. It, what's, it's what creates that constant feeling of being let down in relationships, like all of those things. And, and, you know, most most people will go into a love relationship or a, a loving, you know, part, with a partner and want them to complete them. And that's that. I mean, we've heard it. You complete me. People say that as, as an endearing thing. The assumption there is they're not whole. So how can they possibly serve each other if they don't they don't come to each other in wholeness? And when you think of the infinity symbol, that's like two circles joining each other. And that's what most people want in a loving relationship. They want to be connected to someone else and have energy flow around them and flow between them. Um, but as soon, as soon as you go into that relationship, all of a sudden there's an unconscious demand that that person's going to fulfill something 
that you think that you need that doesn't make you feel that is actually how you perceive yourself as incomplete. So, um, you know, it, it is it's actually very basic, but it's also very dysfunctional that we think that our, our love relationships are, are, you know, someone that needs to complete us or fulfil us in some way. And, you know, that focus on how that's not being met is where it all turns to shit. That's where it goes south is because we expect that they're going to make us feel complete or or um, make us feel acknowledged or make us feel heard or make us, you know, make us feel loved or that we matter or all of those things or that we're good enough. Um, and, you know, we think that that's what we're focused on, but what we're really focused on is how they're not meeting that. And, it, and it, it puts an awful lot of pressure on the people that we have relationships with um, and, and on ourselves because we, we're reaffirming to ourselves all the time that we're not whole. And we are. Innately we're whole beings. So I can talk about relationships and how that plays out in relationships, but, but you know, it, we're individuals and we, when we go into relationships, it's maintaining that sovereignty that makes them smooth as understanding, you know, when, when stuff's going on and there's conflict going on, it's like, what am I expecting from this person that they're, that I'm perceiving that they're not meeting? Um, and often they are meeting those things and, and but we we perceive in some way because of the emotions that we feel that they're not um and it 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 is you know it causes the most misery in the world yes that assumption that we're not whole i i, I agree and um if you don't mind me bringing this into the into the show and you can tell me that sod off at any given moment but i i noticed the mother's joy when you spoke about your son recently and he's stepping yeah. into his wholeness. Um, yeah. And if if you if you'd like to share the joy that I experienced a moment uh, ago, oh, please. Uh, you know, I'll talk about my son all day, but I don't know how much he'd enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I do have a son. He's sixteen years old, and and you know he he's had learning mild, very mild learning difficulties. He's very high functioning in the world. Um, but he's just landed himself an apprenticeship and, and he's, <clears throat> I'm watching him bloom. Like I'm watching him blossom into, into seeing himself in wholeness because he's being appreciated and treated a, as an individual in, in an environment where he's completely, he's supported, but empowered to be who he is. And they allow him to bring his character to that. They, they allow him to make mistakes. They allow him to, you know, like it's, it's such a beautiful thing to see, um, to see that, you know, when someone is treated as powerful and whole and uh, as, you know, and seen in their greatness, the change within him has been absolutely extraordinary in a very short period of time. And I can just, like I said to you, I just see him blooming and it absolutely lights me up no end to see finally like all these years of struggling through school and he hated it and I had to, you know, 
I think he was only going two days a week by the end there. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. So, and just to see the difference in such a short period of time has, has been absolutely extraordinary. But confirms to me, you know, when people are seen in wholeness and treated as powerful um, and given opportunities to learn from their mistakes and learn from, from, you know, just by, you know, leaning into their own discomfort, you know, they, they can just grow exponentially. And it's he, he's learning to hold in relation to what we're talking about relationships, he's learning to hold himself in wholeness in that workplace. And um, they are they are absolutely treating him as whole in that workplace, which is, is just um, a beautiful thing to see. And as a mother, mother's joy, I just, yeah, couldn't be prouder at the moment. <laughs> Couldn't be prouder. Uh, yeah, and I and I feel that, and I feel the joy of that. And we are we are all connected. And I and and, and as we navigate, you know, our lives, this world as individuals, we are connected. We are there's there's there is a oneness that encompasses encompasses us all. Is that correct, Cal? Yeah, we are. Well, we are. We're connected to everything. Well, that, it's a premise that we use. We assume and uh, make a positive assumption that we're connected to everything through all space and time. And if we assume that we're whole and we're connected, then what, what do we need to do? Like we don't, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to seek outside of ourselves. We can just tap into our own genius and really follow our own hearts in that way. Um, and, and we are, we're, we're born. I mean, this, this is, it is a premise and not everyone's going to believe this and, and understand it or agree with it. And that's totally okay. But my, the premise that we apply is that we are spiritual beings and we come to the earth and come into our, our egoic vehicle, which is our human structure to have a human experience. And in having that human experience, there, there's, there's uh, there's things that happen in that human experience that divide us and separate us from the truth of that that we are spirit and we are connected and we start believing that we we grow up and we start believing that we're disconnected we believe that we we don't we're not whole but you know you cannot. You can't break a spirit. It's actually it's not possible. <laughs> but we start believing that that we're incomplete or broken or whatever in, in relation to that. And it's a human structure. It's not personal to anyone. Everyone has this experience. There's not a person in alive that doesn't have the experience of feeling like they're separate to everything. And then as we get older, we start understanding that we have a, our souls has a, a, a pull to be connected again, to live out the soul's truth. And that's what brings us back to this work. That's what brings us back to spiritual growth. And, and, you know, we, we, we have a pull, you know, most people that I meet know and understand that their soul wants to create something and, and, you know, when I, if you don't know what it is, then you go down the path of looking for what that is. And and that's, you know, most people are on that journey looking for their soul's truth and living to live their soul's truth. And in, in, in that sense, you know, we are connected to everything through all space and time. And so we, we assume that 
and we can use that then to create what we would love. Beautiful, Cal. Beautiful. Hey, I will be inviting you forward on the show. Thank you once again for your your wisdom, your magic, and um, Fano, you you have been told you are sincerely cared for. And once again, Cal, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Rex. I love having a chat with you. Oh, you're easy to love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time and your ears. If you are inspired and stimulated by what has been said, you can contact me at Mountaintop Life Coaching and look forward to hearing your feedback. If you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia ora. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com.